0: hey everyone uh everyone not every bun uh but if you want hot dogs then you can have every bun uh welcome back to two spot monkeys live episode 34 the end of the month of february is upon us i am tom joined by jim as always jim how are you this afternoon
1: i i am good and i it is amazing to me that we're already in the end of february of 2021 uh yeah they say as you get older time moves faster, and It does, that's a true thing. That's a very true thing. Somehow I feel, um, and maybe I've said this before, but you know, you think about the last year of all of our lives dealing with COVID and and everything, and somehow it's been the longest and fastest year uh, that I think I've ever lived through, if that makes sense.
0: No, I'm with you and it's really weird. Like it's just, it's just weird. It's, I I look forward to returning to normalcy in the years to come, and I did say years, more than one year. Sadly, uh, I think it's a plural situation. Um, we're taking a lot of baby steps here in the U.S., which is unfortunate. Um, but we are taking steps. So grateful for that. And uh, again, thank goodness we got wrestling. I, I really look forward to like watching wrestling with fans back in the stands, like at, like with with some impact. Um, yeah. I, I was I, I forget what I saw in the last week. I saw something. I just saw something with like fans is really enjoying themselves. And it made me long for that again.
1: Yeah. I I'll be honest. And we're not going to talk. Well, I guess we will probably talk some WrestleMania stuff as we break down elimination chamber a little bit, but I'm really looking forward to watching WrestleMania, not because of the card they may or may not book. And lots can be said about that. Um, and lots, let's be honest, will be said about that by us on this. show between now and April, but, um, but just as, it, and, and again, I want them to do it safely. So I, you know, that's always the, the paramount thing in this whole thing. But it will be cool to see that many fans spread out, spread out. Um, but to hear that, and it's, I think it's going to motivate the men and women who are wrestling, um, who have been working in front of video screens for the better part of the last year, or nobody. Um, I think they're going to be jazzed to the hilt. And I think, regardless, as to the creative around WrestleMania, and again, we'll spend lots of time breaking that down over the next couple of months. Uh, I think the the effort from the the superstars will be top notch, and I think it's going to be pretty fun to watch, regardless, just because of that, because they've got to be thriving. I, you watch how many times um, you know wrestlers turn and look to the the screens and the Thunderdome, and I'm like, I get it, because a they're trained, like that's just what you do. But that's, that's the give and take of pro wrestling is, you know, they doing it in an empty arena is not the way it was meant to be done. And God bless them. They've all, um, in, and across the, the industry, have figured out how to do that or do it in small ways. Um, I watched a couple of shows in the summer from Warrior Wrestling over in Chicago, uh, and they had some socially distanced, uh, at a, they were in a football stadium, like a high school football stadium, and they had, you know, fans all spread out. It looked very safe. Um, But just having that reaction even spread out, just it added a lot. So,
0: yeah, I, I I agree. I I don't know if I've shared here. anything you might know Uh, recently I was offered the opportunity and became a PA announcer for a local high school varsity basketball team for both boys and girls. And while the capacity for those games is limited, if I just had to do the PA announcing for the live stream only, and those players and coaches in attendance, I would be missing the spark I get from the energy from the few fans that are there do give me when I do the announcements. And, and I, I try to do very fair announcements, but I definitely am, you know, I promote the home team. I have a little bit more gusto in my speech for the home team. But to hear, like, the players get excited and to hear the crowd rumble, I imagine that's exactly what the talents, when they get to WrestleMania, are going to eat up big time.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be, like I said, I'm really looking forward to watching the show, if nothing else, for that reason, um, exclusively on Peacock, in case you didn't catch that. Uh, They only pounded it into your head on Monday night if you watched Raw.
0: Uh, And since that time, I've verified that I have my Peacock account for free through Xfinity. So, all set there, even though WWE got my money again for the network, it renewed on, I think, Saturday or Sunday last week, and I was like, ah! But I knew I needed to because I was going to watch Elimination Chamber. And in the meantime, the the Punky Brewster reboot is on docket at our
1: house. So and There you go. There you go. Hey, and it's got the office of Parks and Rec. So how can you go wrong, really? Uh, well, anyways, enough about all that.
0: <laughs> We're not here to talk about Punky Brewster, Peacock, We're or anything of that matter. Five
1: minutes on crowds and Punky Brewster. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, we got a few things we want to hammer through today, and one of which, of course, is to update on our head-to-head after the Elimination Chamber. And Tom and I both went uh, three and one, maybe a small asterisk on that one, but it doesn't matter because we both had the same pick, so there's no no controversy around whether we count it or not. We can either count it or not. We chose to count it. Uh, Three and one, though, we both got Daniel Bryan right in the Elimination Chamber. We both got Roman Reigns right in the uh, title match then with Daniel Bryan. Both got Drew McIntyre right in the chamber, although that turned out a different way afterwards, which I'm sure we'll talk about in the next segment. And then uh, we both did miss the U.S. title match. That was the one that we could take or leave because Keith Lee was unfortunately unable to appear. And John Morrison went in, which I think definitely opened a bigger door to the idea of what happened with Matt Riddle, or I'm sorry, Riddle pinning John Morrison Um uh, and winning the US title that way. So uh be interesting to see where where Riddle goes, and maybe we'll talk about that here in the next segment. But head to head, we are then still tied. We are each 20 and six. Um, and revolution will be the next chance. And there's already, I think, seven matches. Uh, as I was looking at the preview uh, on our fantasy wrestling league, and I updated that uh yesterday, I think, while I was watching. Uh, eight eight kind of, matches
0: now. Eight matches eight,
1: now. Okay, eight matches now. So thank you, AEW, for bothering to fill out a card more than a week ahead of time. That's very helpful, um, which they've been guilty of doing the same thing and not doing, you know, in the past as well. So um, that's not just a WWE dig, but uh, it is nice that they've got eight matches. We don't know all the participants in one of the match, in some two of the matches potentially yet, uh, the the tag battle royal and the, and the ladder match. Uh, but we'll talk more about that. We're going to talk a little AEW at the end of the show here today, and obviously we'll talk about it in long form next week on our, our picks, but. Uh,
0: and so we'll have to do a coin flip again for who gets to go first. We will. Tied.
1: We will. We'll do another high stakes coin flip. Uh.
0: And we, and we buried the lead. I buried the lead here and welcoming folks back. I know you're just listening most likely, but in the event you wanted to see me, you can jump on YouTube and find this episode and beautiful old me is back in his glory
1: and you do have the light from the window again shining a little bit, not not as much as maybe it has some weeks, but so you got that little bit of an angelic glow around you. That me. is
0: that is what I look to. That's what I aim for.
1: I mean, I'm saying it's the window. You can say whatever is creating the angelic glow, but a glow.
0: Uh, I have a glow. I have a glow about myself. I'm not <laughs> pregnant though.
1: let <laughs> Well, I mean, you'd be rich, so there is. Uh, <laughs> Karen would be very surprised, but we digress before we get too far off the rails uh we we're gonna talk about our three big things from the elimination chamber we didn't talk before tom about whether you want to lead off or i do and doesn't really matter to me got a thought
0: yeah i'll 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 start if that's okay Uh, and i think i'll start with with lashley i think that's an important thing to, to to name um i like i like the direction that that we're seeing things maybe go and develop again there's gonna be a lot to play out with his title shot uh, coming up this coming Monday. We won't talk about yet who that person is because that may be part of our three big things here. I feel uh, like gonna show <laughs> up. Um, but yeah, I, I'm never a fan of guys losing titles without being in the decision. That happened here. Again, Riddle defeated John Morrison and three-way John Morrison replaced Keith Lee. And side note, gosh, that that, that Keith Lee story we talked about before of, you know, the, the staggered. I mean, it's more than staggered at this point. It's limping along. His and his career is not limping along because he's going to have a long career. I'm confident that being said, November to now it's been, it's been shoddy at best. Uh, but yeah, so, so, so Lashley loses the belt uh, without being pinned. And then later in the night attacks Drew McIntyre and is really aggressive. and, I don't remember specifically how many times we've mentioned it, but I think we did call out a number of times or a number of ways here, like that the Drew McIntyre, Lashley stuff that did happen in 2020 was, was good, but brief. And it would appear that something of that is being rekindled here. So uh, again, I have been, I've made no bones about it here. I've been high on Lashley. I think he's doing... Um, I don't want to say maybe the best work of his career, but for me, I'm most invested in him as a wrestler and as a character at this point in his career than I've ever been before. I think the Hurt Business is helpful in that. I think that's a great gimmick. Uh, He definitely is the lead of that, of that group. Uh, So yeah, Lashley is my first big thing.
1: Yeah. And I I can't argue that at all. Lashley has been awesome. Um, In WWE this is the best he's been without question. I know he had a really good run and I didn't see much of it, uh, but I know he had a really good run and impact uh, when he was in their world title picture. And there's no question the guy has all the talent in the world. I also thought on Monday night that he was pretty good on the mic for what he needed to be uh, when he was talking to the current WWE champion who shall not be named yet. Um, but I thought Lashley was good. Lashley doesn't need to cut 20 minute, you know, monologues uh, by any means. I mean, he just needs to let you know that you're going to end up in pieces and then do it. And that's, that's kind of what he did on Monday night. And I thought that was really strong too. You know, MVP is a good mouthpiece for him for when it, when longer promos might be needed. Cause I don't think that's necessarily Lashley's uh, forte, but that's, that's why managers exist in pro wrestling. And, and really, that's mostly what MVP is. I know he wrestles, you know, a, a time or two a month, usually, um, uh, but he's not a featured wrestler. He's more of of the mouthpiece in the, um, I don't know, I can't remember what they say he is of the Hurt Business, but um, he's not the CEO because that's Bobby Lashley, but uh, he's the mouthpiece for the Hurt Business anyways. So yeah, I I think Lashley has been awesome. My first big thing, that SmackDown chamber, that thing was awesome. You had six guys, including King Corbin, um, who, you know, some people like King Corbin, some people don't. I'm not a huge King Corbin fan. Do I think King Corbin should be like in the, in the world title picture? No. Um, But not everybody can be either. You know, I mean, that's, you can't have 30 guys who are all in the world title picture. That doesn't make any sense. Um, So for his role, just being a complete jerk that you want to see get punched in the face, he does a really good job of that. (laughs) You know, he's really um, able to pull that off and maybe, you know, Maybe in real life, he's a little bit of a jerk, you know, who needs to get punched in the face too. I don't know. Um, there've been, I've read a few things that make you think, yeah, he's got a little arrogance to him. Um, uh, but he plays the role really well. And, uh, I just thought the action in the chamber was really, really good. Um, I thought Jay Uso was great. I think Uso is, I mean, let's be honest, even as the lackey to Roman Reigns, he's as a singles having the biggest run of his career, um right now obviously he's had major runs with with Jimmy as a tag team and, and we'll probably see that again in the future but uh Uso looked really great Owens is criminally underused and it's hard to say that for a guy who's been in like in three straight title matches before this month but uh the fact that you never really thought he was going to win I think is not great Sami Zayn is again amazing as somebody who you, Sami Zayn's amazing to me because allegedly he formerly played a character who was very beloved um, and it helped a lot of orphans in Mexico, from what I hear. Uh, but then you have the same guy who now plays this character that, again, you just want to see get punched in the face. And he's so good at it. He's just so annoying in a good way um, that he, he entertains the crap out of me. I just think he's great. And, I mean, Cesaro is another guy who should be pushed to the moon. And they just have never fully done that. And Daniel Bryan, what can you say? I mean, Hall of Famer. I hope that we get kind of what you and I both alluded to last week of after the Chamber and after the Roman Reigns match, you know, Daniel Bryan somehow earns himself a true one-on-one chance at Fastlane. Do I think he has any shot of winning it? No, because obviously that's not where they're going for mania anymore. Uh, maybe they never were. You and I thought maybe they were, but maybe they never were. Yeah. Um, but I hope he gets that chance because man, he was awesome. So yeah, the SmackDown chamber I thought was a great start to the show and a really, really great chamber match.
0: Yeah, I, I'll agree. I thought both chambers were good. I don't want to talk about the raw one just yet. Um, my second big thing is gonna just be simply be Daniel Bryan. I mean, you, you nailed it when you said Hall of Famer, first ballot, you know, guys at MVP. I mean, I I don't know that I can name or think of a wrestler who is more selfless than him. And, and that's huge because in, in, a, in a profession and in, in a sport that's probably very heavily eco-driven and, and it's probably changed during the last 12 months with the pandemic that maybe spots aren't as coveted before because everyone's making their downside probably in, or they're, you know, they're not making more incentives unless it's merch or figures or video games. Um, they're, they're not drawing off of houses like they used to uh, for house shows. Or, or live events for that matter. Uh, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out with Mania coming up. We talked about fans there. But the um, the transition right to Roman coming in and then Brian getting that, that uh, hope spot with the yes lock and Roman's facial was just great. And I thought it was just like darn near perfection for what you would have wanted there. And the door definitely is open. Uh, we're recording this before SmackDown, that, Follows elimination chamber, so we don't know yet how the next steps will play out. We do know they've already been very adamant that it's Edge versus Roman Reigns because Edge came out after the match and speared Roman. And he pointed um,
1: the sign, and we all and he know pointed
0: him. the sign. Yep, and, and they, even before the show left the air, they they verbally confirmed that that was the only at the time, and still I believe is only the match, the only match confirmed for WrestleMania. So. Eh, Yes, that's good, and yes, that's important. Does it undo a potential shot between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns at Fastlane? Because you've already given so much equity to Edge versus Roman, and it deserves it. But I don't know. But two, it's on Peacock, so they don't need to care about who's going to tune in. Because guess what? More eyes than anyone in the history of the sport or the the event will be able to see it because of that partnership. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, what can you say about Daniel Bryan? The guy is, like we both said, Hall of Famer. Um, somebody you and I have both followed for many years before his WWE run and through his WWE run, and you know, it seems that's probably where he'll stay. Um, definitely as far as his in-ring goes, probably where it will finish up. Although who knows? Down the road, could there be a one-off in an AEW or a Ring of Honor again or something? Who knows down the road? But uh, you know, his main run, I think, is is He's even said his days are numbered in the ring as far as a main, you know, week to week competitor. Uh, I hope that we still get another year or two at least out of this run because he's still great. So, so I want to see him. Um, I, you know, sometimes you get to folks, you, the undertaker might be one where you see him and you're like, such a great character, but it's time, you know, it's time to hang him up. I don't feel that way about Daniel Bryan yet. Uh, so as long as he's safe and as long as he's healthy. I'd, I'd let see him stay in the ring. Um, my second big thing, and I kind of I kind of feel like you and I are both going to have the, the same third big thing, and I think there'll be plenty to talk about <laughs> with it. Uh, but my second big thing I'll, I'll go with is um, the women's tag match. It didn't click for me. Um, it was just kind of clunky. I, maybe because I knew, I, I was pretty sure, I shouldn't say I knew. I was pretty sure Sasha and Bianca weren't going to win. Because you've got the Naya and Shayna versus Dakota and Raquel match coming. Not that that's like a huge match, but they've already started to do some build for that. So it would be weird to now pivot uh, a week or two before and put the belts on Sasha and Bianca, who are clearly headed towards a WrestleMania match. Uh, you know, Bianca, I, th- I think I saw on social media today, is going to announce on SmackDown who she's choosing. The interesting thing to that to me is that if she chooses Sasha... Both of the Royal Rumble winners would have chosen SmackDown uh, competitors to challenge. And I I would have to go back and look to see if that's... Uh... Traditionally, I feel like one's picked Raw and one's picked SmackDown. But maybe I'm wrong about that, too. I might be making that tradition up. Uh, so I think that's interesting, at least, that that's probably going to happen. Because I think on Raw on Monday, we clearly have started to see what you and I have believed for a long time will be the Raw women's title match at WrestleMania start to develop and come to fruition as well. So I, I don't see Bianca making a difference. But you've got three women out of four in that match that I really enjoy in the ring. And then you've got Naya, who's really big. Um, and had, did you ever go back and watch the clip that I told you to from Raw a couple of weeks ago? I read about it and did not watch okay. it. Well, that's probably better for you. Uh, (laughs) So you've got Nia in her hole, um, who are there. Uh, You know, I just don't know. It it was, like I said, three out of four women who I I enjoy a lot. I I think Shayna deserves better than she's gotten on the main roster thus far, and I hope at some point she gets a chance to be that kind of killer in the singles division that we know she can be. Sasha and Bianca are, are two of the top. Women going today. I don't know. It. I was disappointed because I really wanted to enjoy that match. And it was just kind of like, okay, well, that happened. Um, and it didn't feel like it really pushed things along as much as it could have. Uh, I don't know. It just felt like a time filler to me, which was weird when you've got so many champions involved in a match.
0: I think that's the missing element, to be honest. I think if you had done something to further the issue or whatever it's going to be between bel-air and banks it might have been it might have felt more rewarding or more meaningful or impactful i i wonder why that's the direction they went i know there was stuff on smackdown that preceded it and it kind of led to where we ended up but then you had oscar and flair together in the ring on monday against the tag champs in a non-title match you could have given us a six-person a 6 person or a, a three-way tag on Sunday that then led into stories this week. Um, and I think you would have accomplished the same two things. Now, granted, then what would you have done on Monday with Raw, with those four ladies? I don't know. But, again, they pay writers to write the show and figure it out. So, clearly, they're not always doing the best job. So... It's going to be interesting to see. And, 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 and two, like, again, if we do get those two title matches that we talked about, where do the women's champs go for mania and what does that look like? My one other thing, say that again, I'm sorry. The tag champs you mean? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, My, my other, my other wondering is, you know, in your comment about, you know, if both of the SmackDown brand champions are chosen, uh, a wondering that I have is, is that because of the Fox-WWE mm. relationship, right? Fox is broadcast TV, not cable. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. There might be something there to that. There might, there might be nothing there to that.
1: And while I know that in Vince's mind, Raw is always kind of the number one. I mean, I've read that anyways, that he'll always see Raw as the number one. From a simply quality standpoint... Smackdown is far and away the better show right now and has been for some time. Um, In fact, I I saw one of our friends who said they don't watch Smackdown and they asked a question. uh, And I I meant to comment back and say, do you watch raw? Because if you're watching raw and you're not watching Smackdown, you're doing it wrong. Like if you have only got time for one of those two shows, pick Smackdown a, it's an hour less. So you get a whole other hour back in your life. um, And B you're going to enjoy what you watch. I think a hundred times more. Uh, If you're, you know, if you're watching everything like you and I try to do, that's one thing. Um, but even you have skipped raw a couple of weeks back, I know, and said you weren't going to bother trying to go back because you were trying to catch up on other things that you were more interested in. Um, and I've done the same from time to time as well. And, and I, last week I told you, I didn't even end up watching SmackDown just because I wanted to see Elimination Chamber. So I read the results. I figured nothing massive was going to happen to change anything. So, uh you know, I, I did miss Smackdown last week, but not because I thought, oh, I'd rather watch Raw. Don't do that to yourself, people. <laughs> if if you have the choice, if you can only watch one, pick Smackdown. Oh, my goodness. So, I, you know, more compelling stories there, too. Although that then forces the writers to write stories for Raw. Um, not that you don't have to write them with the Rumble winners, but obviously there's some implied things with that already. So
0: yeah, it'll be interesting to see. For sure. Well, I feel like it's the elephant in the room. So my third big thing is uh, Is that. Awesome elephant? (laughs) We had the Money in the Bank cash in on Sunday night, and The Miz is the new WWE champion. And I actually saw something earlier in this week, a graphic that WWE put out, I should say. He is the only two-time Grand Slam champion. No one else can be named as such other than the Miz, which is really really crazy he's a two-time u.s
1: champion two-time ic two-time world two-time tag yep jericho must not have won the u.s title because he was the only other one i could think of that could have been so and i don't i don't think jericho did win the u.s title in in wwe anyways he might have held it wcw i don't remember
0: yeah, and I would have, you know, if there was another guy that without without giving it much thought that I think could easily do that or could have because probably not anymore, John Cena. John Cena seems like he would have been a guy that could have fit that bill. But now so that I'm, I even say, I don't think he ever had a champion. And yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was, that that would be the maybe the title that eluded him. So um, those silly brand restrictions. Uh, anyway, uh, it's funny that we actually – kind of forgot about the money in the bank briefcase. And maybe that's not an accurate statement, but I feel like that might've been the case because we didn't talk about it at all. In our in our last couple of preview shows, we haven't been discussing the possibility of a potential cash-in. I know back in the day when we did Head to Heads, when this was not our podcast, but it was a blog, we would often, when the, when the case was live, for lack of a better term, we'd add that into our picks. And uh, again, I think that says a lot about The Miz having had the briefcase, having won it from Otis. Maybe some apathy about who had the briefcase, The Miz. Um, I mean, it was fine how it played out. It came as the result of Bobby Lashley attacking a spent Drew McIntyre. So now where are the issues? Are the issues with Lashley going for the title with The Miz? It appears to be that there was some sort of agreement. I don't know that they totally fleshed that out on Monday. They said there was an agreement that I guess... Because Lashley did what he did, he automatically got a shot at the Miz. Miz tried to wiggle his way out of that. We got the wonderful return. Wonderful being completely uh, underwhelming of Braun Strowman. He can go. I don't need to see him ever again. Um, and yeah, and 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 so like so, what we thought might be a kind of direct path to WrestleMania with Drew McIntyre potentially against Edge or someone else now drew mcintyre isn't even your world champion so let's let's we let's armchair book what we think might happen or let's not i don't know so that's my third big thing the 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 cash gets the cash the bank ah the briefcase gets cashed in that's 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 the third big thing the fact that it's a Miz, and you know if he loses the belt this coming monday i won't be surprised i actually think he should um I can't wait till the next Money in the Bank person gets that case in, I don't know, five months, six months.
1: Uh, May, like three months.
0: Okay, there we go.
1: Which I read one thing online that somebody said, well, he had to cash it in before WrestleMania. And that's not true. You have a year. Um, At least that's the way it's always been played. And they've never really, I don't think, ever fully told the story they could tell with that of you're running up against, like, you've only got two weeks left to cash it in. Like, I think that could be interesting. Oh, yeah but you got to tell a story for a whole year too, And, you know, they struggled to tell a story for three weeks. So uh, I'm, that could concern me a bit. I, I think, yeah, I never even gave the Miz a thought. In fact, when we talked about Kofi Kingston going into the match, like it was beyond me why they would do that. Well, duh, why you do it is so now he's fresh to do the cash in, like in retro, in retrospect should have seen it coming. Um, somehow that thought should have entered my mind that, well, the reason they're going to do it is because he's going to cash in. Now, even if I would have come up with that thought, I probably would have told you he's going to cash in. He's going to catch Claymore one, two, three, and he's not winning the title. Um, I never, I did not expect the Miz to win the title with the money in the main. If somebody would have told me, no, he's going to win it. I would have said, oh, okay, it'll be on the raw after WrestleMania. He's not winning it before WrestleMania. Here we are. The Miz is the world champ. 6 weeks out from WrestleMania or whatever it is. I don't that's a that's a throw a number out there, but we're at the end of February.
0: Um I think our, we're less than 40 days. I think okay. we are.
1: Yeah, I'd say WrestleMania's second week in April. So, um The Miz is the world champ. Maybe we're going to get The Miz and Bad Bunny for the world title at WrestleMania. <laughs> If anybody, there goes,
0: there goes that dream match of Damian Priest and Bad Bunny versus Miz and Morrison. It's off the table.
1: If anybody from WWE ever listens to this, I'm kidding. Don't do it. <laughs> Please. There was a fan on a podcast said he wanted to see the Miz and Bad Bunny. Uh, no, no, I don't. Um, so I, I thought they were going to Drew and Sheamus. They had a nice interaction at the chamber, which I, as I was watching it, I thought, why are you doing this? Because he, they do that at Mania, have you know? But the only way you could have had them not interact would have been having Drew lose early, since Sheamus was the last one in, and then you have a new champ anyways. And we'd already talked about that nobody in the chamber was most likely walking out with the belt. Somebody from outside the chamber did, but um, nobody within the chamber was going to. So, and now having seen Raw on Monday, a where was Drew McIntyre?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that was the big question I wanted to make sure we talked about because weird, weird, weird that he wouldn't.
1: And, and I have read he was backstage okay. and they just didn't use him. They Peyton Royced him. <laughs> I mean, what? how do you not have him cut an interview or get jumped by the Miz or
0: or say he's selling his injuries from Bobby Lashley? Like, good grief, because right. that's where I think they're headed.
1: Right. And and I agree with you. I think the most likely, if we fantasy book it out, Lashley wins the belt and then Drew gets a chance to win the belt back at Mania. I did see our friend Sean suggesting maybe Lashley wins the belt and we get that, that Lashley-Lesnar match that they've talked about forever. Uh, maybe. I wouldn't mind seeing that at some point. And I guess it would be a totally different match than I expected to get at WrestleMania you could do that and get back to Drew and Sheamus because Drew and Seamus has been built enough that it probably doesn't need the title if they're, if they're going to go Drew and Seamus, but Seamus to to go back, as I was mentioning, no Drew and Seamus now kicks Jeff Hardy. And, you know, I mean, like we're back to that feud because Jeff didn't hit him, but maybe he did hit him or no, he didn't hit Elias, but Seamus hit Elias. We never figured that out. And it was Rikishi who did it for the rock. I don't even know what the whole car thing anymore. And not that they brought that up much, but or maybe at all, um, on commentary. But how do you not have true on Raw or or tell a story about why he's not there? At least not just and the Miz cashed in on Drew McIntyre last night and pretend like Drew McIntyre signed with AEW and you don't even know who he is anymore.
0: He's your top guy, he's your top guy on the brand
1: without question,
0: right? And you and you don't bother to incorporate him in some capacity. Who signed off on that? <laughs> well, we know who.
1: Um,
0: I, I, my, I'm sorry. Rhetor- I asked him asked rhetorical questions here.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's mind-numbing. It really is. Um, if you asked me to place a bet on whether The Miz is the world champion at WrestleMania, I would put any amount of money that is important to me in my life, including my mortgage payment, on No. <laughs> Now, I might have said that about him being the world champ after last Sunday, too, so maybe I need to be careful what I'm doing with my mortgage payment. But I, there's no way, because I do think, as you said earlier, I do think we're going to Damian Priest and Bad Bunny versus John Morrison and The Miz with Bad Bunny hitting some move off the top rope or something and getting the pin at
0: WrestleMania. And what if he pins The Miz, Jim? I think the I I agree with you, but think about that. Think about that that idea that you've got your world champion, a Grand Slam multi-time Grand Slam champion, and he. And again, we know it's a business, but like, there's a little bit of some like you got to have a little bit of ego too. I mean, I know they're playing Miz well, and he's got more than just this. As you know, you got Miz and Maurice and whatever else is going on. The Marine Seventeen will be in theaters next year. Um, but yeah, to and you're right, I, I think he's the right guy to take the pinfall. But like to go from world, your world champion, and then to say Bad Bunny's got a, t- got a pinfall victory over a former world champion, two times the same David Arquette we're talking about,
1: <laughs> right? Right? Oh, careful, they'll book him at the backlash pay per view then. Um, I mean, coming for revenge on Bad Bunny. Um, yeah, I the this, I, I will admit. As much as I'm shaking my head and going, why, why, huh, what? They did something I didn't expect, which I have to give them credit for. Because far too often we talk about how WWE is pretty paint by numbers, pretty, you know, we kind of see it coming months down the road. I don't think we saw this coming. I don't think most people saw this coming. So kudos to them for doing something different. I think in the end we're going to get to maybe something we figured, but maybe not. If we get to Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, I didn't think, that was not on my radar for WrestleMania. Uh, So if we get to that, kudos to them for going a different route and doing something that we didn't see coming from a mile away. Uh, The Miz winning, we didn't see coming from a mile away. Uh, I did see one fan uh, online, I have to tell you this, Tom, who uh, was bemoaning the fact that it was pretty ridiculous that the Miz couldn't even put the side plates on the belt the correct way. Uh, are you he's, new?
0: He's the Miz. Here? He's the Miz. He's he turned the Miz. upside down on purpose.
1: Right. Like, have you seen the mic? It's been that way for years, my friend. And maybe he's a new fan. I don't know. But it didn't seem that way from the person talking. Uh Yeah, it was a little bit mind-numbing, again, to use that phrase. Uh So, you know, all in all, I thought the Chamber was a good show. It was fine. It was a nice two-and-a-half-hour, you know, not-too-long, two good Chamber matches. Um, you know, almost got to do one of his strongman feats, which I thought was a little goofy, rip the back off the the pod. And then AJ runs around to get in the ring and, you know, can't pin anybody, even though they just took our KOs. Um, speaking of which, let's go to a fourth big thing from the chamber. Where was the fiend?
0: I, so I didn't watch Raw, so I didn't even realize the bliss showing up on the Trons caused Randy Orton's count out until I watched Raw this past week. But yeah, why are you doing that on Raw and then not having any follow-up or any, any any? just give me something to extend the story.
1: Right, nothing.
0: Huh, but then on Monday, Randy Orton gets possessed by Alexa Shango.
1: Papa Shango, absolutely. I loved me some Papa Shango back in the day, so I guess, that guess was, he got himself a tag team partner for WrestleMania.
0: That was uh, one of my least favorite wrestling moments of my youth when warrior vomited. Like I was like really shaken to my core. Like I was probably 11 or 12 and yeah, like that was like, that was like when like wrestling crossed the line for me. I was like, Whoa, I can't handle this. Now granted four years later, I'm watching ECW and flaming tables. So, uh, you know, what I'm, what a what, a, what a, how your life could turn around in four years. Right. But uh, yeah, crazy.
1: Mine, just to talk wrestling memories for a moment. My, my, uh, I don't know, watershed moment kind of like that was, uh, when I was nearly in tears when Macho Man turned on Hulk Hogan at Saturday night's main event, uh, before WrestleMania 5. And I just couldn't believe that he had turned on Hulk Hogan. I mean, I was, my mom's like, you can't watch this stuff anymore if you can't handle this. Um, and here I am, 43 years old, still watching. You're it, cut
0: so. off. You're cut off.
1: Yeah. Mom was cutting me off. Uh, I think my brother was pretty upset about it too, if I remember right, but. Uh, yeah, Macho Macho's turn was a that was a that was a tough one to take as a kid. Uh, so, all in all, I enjoyed the show.
0: Um, well, so, so I think that the, the, the big question and, and it's going to remain, and I think we'll ask it week by week until something resolves itself. Is what's going on with the Fiend? You have to imagine that we're getting Randy Orton and the Fiend at WrestleMania. But what is going to be the follow up next week when he was vomiting or spitting up? the black goo right so just get again it's like a car crash you can't help but watch but you should turn away um i I wanted this to go back because i know we've talked about this a few times you know of course drew mcintyre made his ascension won the world title at wrestlemania last year very important moment but again pandemic in the performance center no fans i don't think we saw him being in the role of the challenger and he may or may not be, we don't know for sure yet. But it you know the
1: fast lane. So
0: yeah, if you would have like which is weirder the idea that he's challenging and it could be Lashley or that he's going for his third world world title and having that moment at WrestleMania this year.
1: Lashley is probably the weirder part to it um for me. Uh, but, but pleasantly so, because as we both talked about, we enjoy Bobby Lashley. Um, that's probably the weirder part for me. The fact that he could have three world title reigns in a year. I mean, that's just WWE booking at this point. You know, the belts don't mean a whole lot unless they're in the UK and then you hold them for like 600 days. But, um, kudos. I mean, granted again, some of that pandemic, um, you know, related, obviously they were, they were shut down for quite a while in the UK, um. But as of yet, only one of those titles has changed since they came back, too. So, you know, we got that going for us. Um, but, yeah, so I, I guess the Lashley piece would be stranger, but um, but both are are just bizarre compared to where we were again a year ago. And that's true, I guess, of, of so much of life over the last year. Any other WWE-related uh, thoughts, Tom, that you want to hit before we move on
0: no uh yeah I'm, I'm very interested to see where smackdown goes tonight smackdown has been the show to watch it has been the, the brand with most um most consistent high quality and, and more logic than what you've gotten on raw and again I, that's fine if you want to give us two separate kind of like paths you know some things land with folks some things don't and you have a destination. Um, Make, I, I don't trust them enough to do that. One thing I will say, and then we're going to talk about AEW a little bit today and then more so next week. I just think about the emotional investment in the matches last Sunday compared to what we're going to be getting at Revolution, and it's night and day. Yeah. But we'll talk more about that.
1: No, absolutely. Absolutely. They, uh, You know, nothing on that show was built terribly well uh, for the Elimination Chamber, but in a vacuum, I thought the show was okay. Uh, Before we go to AEW, though, let's talk Ring of Honor a little bit. Uh, We had, I guess, kind of the first part of Championship Edition of Ring of Honor. They didn't call it that, but comparatively, uh, we had the number one contender's tag match this last week between Kenny King and Dragon Lee and the Briscoes, and then also the six-man title match between Mexablood Blood and Shane Taylor Promotions. Um. Tom, what did you think of uh, Saturday's show or this past weekend show, whenever you saw it?
0: Yeah, I I liked it a lot. I I wonder, I I haven't been, it was pretty easy kind of when you knew the period title tapings happened and how long that tournament was going to play out, kind of the, 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 the structure or like the length of, these were all taped in this period of time. Then you had like the build to final battle and it was like, these are all in this period of time. I feel like there was a brief one after final battle. Yes. And it seems like it should be this, but it seems like this actually might have happened after that. Um, this was and the
1: tapings so so because that's how you got Bandito and Kenny King and EC3. And
0: yeah, so so if it, it felt it, it, there was a different level of energy, I felt in watching the show. Uh, I and you know, I called it out uh somewhere. Um, oh, the Ring of Honor experience Facebook group, which. Can, sometimes I can take or leave, but I thought that, you know, that tag match, the, 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 the number one contenders tag match was really strong um and lots of stuff going on there. um I love Dragon Lee. I think you love Dragon Lee too. We're both really high on Dragon Lee. um Kenny King held his own, the Briscoes, looked as best as I think they've looked since the return of TV, uh, of of in-ring product for Ring of Honor. So that was great. I wanted the Briscoes to win, uh, but I understand why we're getting um, LFI in that role. Uh, I think this weekend's TV, which we'll talk about momentarily, I think, is really going to start to set the stage for what we'll get at the anniversary show. Um, I wish I would have called out to us, to you, to have the poster for the anniversary show, that we could show while we're doing this. Cause you know, it really, it, it you don't have to pull it up at all but you know, for anyone who's listening to this if you haven't seen it, it's very strongly. It has the foundation four the four pillars of the foundation on one side and the four pillars of LFI on the other side. Uh, so it would appear that that's gonna be a lot of the focus of, of when we get 19th anniversary show. Um, then the main event I thought was, was just really good. Um, you know, two months two months after the fact because again it was scheduled originally for final battle but you know Shane Taylor promotions and uh, Bandito Flamita and Ray Horace great match great to see Flamita and bandito back in the mix. hope that that's hope that something I don't know wh- I don't know where they'd go next be by losing the titles um but I hope that there's more for them.
1: Yeah, Bandito is listed, I believe. So on week by week, they do the the top five rankings, and um, I believe he's listed in the television division, uh, television title division. Which hey, give me Dragon Lee and Bandito anytime. That that'd be just
0: fine with me. Was that supposed to happen at the anniversary show last year?
1: I believe so.
0: Okay. I, okay. I, I that was my hunch.
1: And I can't remember having not, you know, I've seen week by week this week, but you've got to, so with the top five rankings, you have to be in the top three to get a title shot. And I can't remember if Bandito is three or four, I think he's three or four in the TV rankings. Um, So whether they're headed to that or not, which wouldn't play in, obviously, to the, the foundation LFI situation, they have said all titles will be defended at the 19th anniversary show. So I don't think we're headed towards like an eight man tag or anything, unless that's match number two or three for some of the guys. And in Gresham's case right now, um, well, unless there is two title changes between now and the 19th anniversary show, somebody's wrestling twice on that show. Either Gresham as the pure champ and half of the tag champs or Dragon Lee as the TV champ and half of the, um, tag champs. Although he does have a huge television title match airing on YouTube next week against the Mecca, Brian Johnson. Um, I enjoy Brian Johnson, but he's not winning the TV title from Dragon League. Come on. And if he is, he's not winning it on YouTube. So
0: it it might be too convoluted. But if they were to do like have have an eight man tag to open the show with the idea that the winning team gets to choose the steps or the conditions for the title matches later on in the show, that could be fun. But then you're having a lot of guys work multiple times, which they, they have the ability, I think, without a doubt. I think they have the stamina. But is that a way to? Is that going to draw fans in? Maybe, maybe not.
1: Right. No, I agree. Um, and, you know, it, it'll be interesting. I, I really enjoyed the show on on Saturday or Sunday. I saw it. Um, it aired Saturday. Saw it on Sunday. Um, I'm really looking forward to this week's show. I don't think this is Shane Taylor's time yet, uh, especially since Roosh has re-signed with, with Ring of Honor. I think especially with the LFI and Foundation Uh, situation I think you got to keep the world title in that situation because that that's kind of control of ring of honor if you have the world championship right I mean that should be the top thing and as much as I love Shane Taylor and I think he absolutely has a a very legitimate chance at being the ring of honor world champion down the road I I don't see it happening this weekend uh, because of that probably shenanigans or something to keep him strong uh, maybe Bestial Dale Ring comes in and hits another chair shot like you did against Brody King.
0: I feel like I feel like this is tailor made for Brody King to get involved in some way because um, th- that issue doesn't seem to be settled. Going back to the eight man tag that they had three weeks ago, now where it ended in chaos. But we'll see. Right.
1: Although the and the interesting thing is they have a four way that's going to be on TV next week or the week after. Uh, that they announced on week by week, and the winner of that four-way is who gets the world title shot at 19th anniversary. And I'm trying to remember all four of the guys. Matt Taven is in it. Jay Lethal is in it. Ooh, was Jay Briscoe maybe in it? Brody King, I don't believe, was in it, which I thought okay. was weird. Because I, I, like you, thought maybe that's... now they could always do something and be like, well, that guy gets a shot. But Brody King, because he... Whatever, 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 also gets a shot. Now it's a triple threat. Um, I don't know. Um, I'd have to look up though who it was, but so they do have a four way and I'm 99% sure Brody King wasn't in it. And I'm pretty sure Flip Gordon wasn't either who also has a world title shot owed to him. They can forget about it. That would be fine with me because everybody here knows how much I hate Flip Gordon. Um, <laughs> but, but they won't, Um, uh, Flip Gordon though, apparently speaking of last week's show, uh, was paid off, so they're gonna go with that mercenary kind of angle that they have toyed with, with him in the past. Uh but EC three paid him off to prove that honor isn't a real thing. Uh Flip Gordon's a heel, so I don't know why you're expecting to act honorably, EC3. Um, but like <laughs> that was a weird uh statement that he made about, you know, money mattered more than honor. And I'm like, well he's a heel, of course it did. Um but it seems like we're not only with EC3 and Jay Briscoe either. Where does Mark Briscoe fit into that? Because Mark was mad at Jay for getting too involved in that stuff before. Are we going to see another Briscoe split at some point here?
0: Yeah, I. There's a lot going on, which it it's definitely the the, the stories have shifted. I mean, we, it was so pure pure wrestling tournament focused for so long, and then a pretty quick build to final battle. But I think now that they've circled the corner, turned the turned the corner, if you will, there, there's a lot of, the, the talents and the, and the characters behind them and their motivations have developed before our eyes. So it's given us more to sink our teeth into. One thing I just want to throw out, and I know we don't have a crystal ball and who knows what the world will look like in six months, let alone a year. I, I would love because, you know, numbers, anniversaries, history are important things that you can weave into the story of pro wrestling. I would love to see Ring of Honor not do any three-way matches at all the rest of this year. And I would love to see somehow, somewhere they have three guys that are super built um, or built really well. I said super built, but I, you get what I mean. And and have, as an ode to the first show ever, a year from now for the 20th anniversary, have a three-way dance of sorts. And I'm not sure, even sure who I'd put there now. Um, today, uh, I think it's too, I think that's too much of a, of a, of a shot in the dark, but I'd love to see that as a callback to the origins of ring of honor.
1: And that original one was low key, Christopher Daniels
0: and American dragon,
1: American dragon. Yeah. Yeah. I was floating between him and AJ styles. And anyways, um, I don't know why I wasn't coming up with that. So obviously not likely that we're going to get those three guys in a three way for the 20th anniversary. Uh, although Loki, maybe, I mean, he's still out there. He's working for MLW. Who knows? You know, that he could potentially be in. Daniel's obviously with AEW and, and Brian with WWE aren't uh, likely to be going anywhere in the next year. So, because that'd be really cool to see that match 20 years later, but that would be cool. Alas, I don't think we're ever getting that one again, probably. So we'll just have to watch the DVD or I think it's on honor club, but neither of us subscribe. So we don't know. <laughs> I think it is there though. Um, that being said, too, somebody brought up you know there there are some independent shows happening in or uh, Tampa area or uh, the Collective and uh, WrestleCon's not having any live shows. So I guess the Collective is the the main, the GCW Collective is the main kind of bank of shows that are happening down there around WrestleMania. And somebody brought up would Ring of Honor do a show? They're not going to do a live show in Tampa. I, I think that's pretty well been stated. Um, but again, how hard would it be when you're doing your TV tapings to tape a super card of honor and make it an honor club special on WrestleMania weekend people, uh, you and I are preaching to the choir and I mean, it's just, I saw somebody said they really hope they do it. And so I typed out exactly what you and I have said a hundred times before about missing the boat. And it's on that experience group that they say they're listening to. And I realize they're not going to listen to everybody and they don't have to listen to us, but.
0: Well, they're clearly listening if they put a poll up, and they're and and whether those polls are, are worked or not, I don't know. Um, we're getting Brian Johnson getting a title shot based on one of those polls. So he won the poll. Um,
1: who who knows what that means? Um, but uh, Johnson's a fun character. I'm I'm okay with Brian Johnson. Um, but yeah, Ring of Honor I think is is clicking right now. I'm looking forward to the 19th anniversary show at the end of March. Uh, I should, I think at this point, be able to watch that one uh, live, probably as it happens. So we'll see. Uh, But uh, yeah, they're clicking right now. I think it'll be fun to see. I'd love for them to get fans back. But they, to their uh, credit, have been insanely cautious about the way they've handled things throughout this pandemic. Um, They kind of remind me a little bit of of where I work um, in that... We've said numerous times at, at my work, because we work with folks who do have some underlying conditions oft, often, that if we're going to err, we're going to err on the side of too cautious. And I feel like Ring of Honor has kind of on the wrestling side, been that organization, uh, now granted, you can make an argument about PWG, AIW, and some others who haven't run at all um, since then. And so they're being even more cautious. But for those who have come back and run, Ring of Honor obviously is being probably the most cautious because they have no fans at all um and they and and they paid their their contract to talent through this entire time which kudos to them you know there's lots of things ring of honor can be taken to task for and rightfully so but kudos to them but uh i'm I, i'd be intrigued to see as they've built this foundation lfi thing like how are the fans reacting like when we can get some fans back to a ring of honor show are they cheering lfi um, who are supposed to be the bad guys, quote unquote, in this? Or are they cheering the foundation? Who are supposed to be the good guys? Um, although they do kind of heelish things sometimes too. So there's a little bit of a uh, a dichotomy there too. So I don't know. It would be interesting to see fan reactions to this, but you know, we can only do what we can do right now. We're in a pandemic, so and I'm not I'm not going to argue with any company that wants to take extra precaution at this time. I think that's that's fine. And hey, they're giving me good wrestling that I'm enjoying. So I appreciate that from them because it's not something they have to do uh, when they're not getting any sort of income from it. Because let's be honest, I mean, WWE had a a TV contract. They're getting income. So they need to provide that. Sinclair owns Ring of Honor and distributes their own TV. (laughs) They're doing nothing but losing money by doing this right now. And they're choosing to do it. So I appreciate that anyways. Um, regardless of other things, and I don't want to get into those about Sinclair. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Well, let's talk a little AEW. I feel like you and I, Tom, have not talked AEW for like six months. Um, I know it hasn't been that long, but it just feels like it's been forever since we've talked to AEW. Um, and we're gonna go match by match next week with our head-to-head on revolution, but I'm just curious, how you feeling about the build to revolution? We've got Sting coming back in his first match in years uh, in a street fight, which I think is a clever way to do it so that you can have some gaga to hide, you know, a 62-year-old guy in the ring who has to be careful with his neck, although he's been medically cleared, according to what I've read. Uh, we've got an exploding barbed wire death match. When did I ever think I would say that about a pay-per-view from a major American company?
0: Yeah, this uh, isn't 94, and this is not FMW. What's going right.
1: on? Right. I mean, it's just crazy. And Kenny Omega is the one who um, suggests it, not John Moxley. You would think that would have been the baby face who would have said, you know, and I got you in the rematch, and now I'm going to tell you it's an exploding barbed wire death match. And Omega goes, oh, my God, no, it's Omega that said it. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, but lots of things going on in the build here, Tom. How you how you feeling about AEW in general as we get the Yeah. Order?
0: Yeah, yeah, so thankfully it hasn't been six months, but it feels like six months. Uh, you know, and Mar- or February is the shortest month, but it also has not felt like the shortest month. Again, uh, like your comment at the beginning when we recorded, this whole month in the pen pand- or month, this year in the pandemic, time is just at a different pace. Uh, but I'm feeling good about the build. I like the build. And uh, as I alluded to in my kind of comments, doing a crosswalk between this and Elimination Chamber, I am I'm more emotionally invested in a lot of these matches and a lot of the the wrestlers and the characters than I, I was for Elimination Chamber. It doesn't mean I won't be for WrestleMania. Um, and, and it's certainly not a universal belief for everyone in WWE. But just looking at the card, you know, the, the title shot matches, those are fine. Those, I mean, I, I know that they want to get guys, you know, exposure and 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 have that out there, you know interestingly enough the 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 page and matt Hardy stuff it's i'm i'm mildly intrigued i, I don't really care but i do kind of care it's kind of weird um the, you know the big three are the main event of course the title match um the street fight which i think is probably going to be cinematic and it makes sense that if it is cinematic that is when they set the ring up for the barbed wire exploding death murder yourself match um and then as much as I wasn't Originally, like super high on Jericho and MJF challenging the Bucks, what they did this past week with uh Papa Buck, man, that that has me carrying a whole lot more. Um, I, I want to nitpick one thing the young Bucks did not seem to be running incredibly fast backstage out of concern for their father that I would have expected of them. Um, let me just hope that that's not what happened in reality.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I had that same thought of like
0: move <laughs> they were there was it was a it was a brisk <laughs> jog it was a brisk jog not a sprint
1: so we're gonna get there it's gonna be okay there. um <laughs> what, about you? what, are, what more could they do
0: what yeah so what about you what are you thinking about this card how is how is the stuff on AEW tv landed with you uh,
1: you know i've been i've enjoyed most of it i'm with you on the matt hardy adam page thing i'm glad you called that out i i think part of it is i i don't care about matt hardy anymore i just don't um Part of it is, you know, and I get that it's the multiverse of Matt Hardy or whatever, because they think they're Marvel characters. You're you're not. Um, I I think it's the constant character changes with Matt Hardy. You know, he's broken. He's Heck, I mean, they even had the gag there for a little while where he'd do that within the same match, which was funny the first time and then got a little meh for me after that. But, you know, he was broken, and then then he got hurt, and now he's big money Matt again, which that... I didn't see as much of Big Money Matt because it, I've never, uh, not never, for years, I have not been a regular watcher of Impact. I've always read the results. I know what's going on. So I'm aware of Big Money Matt. And I watched a little bit of it around that time because that was when he was world, won the world title. And I was curious how that was going to go for Impact at this point, um, although I'm likely switching up my streaming providers uh, in the near future, and and I will end up with Access to access. Uh, But right now I don't have that. So as we've talked about before, I I don't watch Impact on a regular basis. I catch a few things on YouTube here and there. Um, I did see Black Taurus or Black Taurus, his debut and a little bit with him. I like him a lot from Mexico. I think he's got a a really, really cool look. Uh, He's got a figure coming out from Boss Fight Studios later this year. It's going to be in their basics line, but I'm still excited for that one. I'm probably going to pick it up because he's kind of like Luchasaurus in that yeah, you know, that character is just made to be an action figure. Um that neither in here nor there. Uh so to get back to the Matt Hardy thing. So I didn't see a lot of him in impact. That's that's where I went off on that tangent about Black Truce. But um Yeah, I don't care much about this this and it's been obvious. Like there's no it's not like, oh, I thought they were best friends and now one of them turned into a jerk. Like the whole way along, you you've seen that Matt Hardy is a con man, you saw that Adam Page, you know, got the best of him. I mean, I don't know. There's just been no like, oh, moment. I guess the biggest oh moment was I didn't necessarily see Isaiah Cassidy being under the hood as the Jaguar's mascot that day, Um, which I thought was clever. Uh, I didn't expect the mascot to attack him. Uh, When he said, you're finished, I thought, well, that was a weird way to end it. And then all of a sudden the Jaguar, you know, pops Paige in the head. Uh, now, when he gently used the Jaguar's head to gently drop it on Paige about three times, because that that looked terrible, to be perfectly honest. And I get Isaiah Cassidy was probably trying to be careful because you don't want to ruin the actual Jacksonville Jaguars mascot's head. And then, you know, the cons have to buy a new one and, and aren't real happy with Isaiah Cassidy. But um, so I get why he was careful, but it just, then don't do it. Then punch him. Don't don't do that. Um, so I, I yeah that match I could really care less about. I I don't care who wins it. I don't even know who I'll pick next week. And and I don't.
0: Well, care. well so I guess the question, and I don't want to get too previewish, but it, yeah. why should we as fans care about them fighting for each other's first quarter earnings? Like like give us like we don't we, right now. It's it's an it's an unknown unknown number. And, and maybe you might perceive that Matt's is more because he's got the private party contract, but but, but we don't know.
1: Adam Page had an action figure.
0: <laughs> right. So, but you know, like, so why, why should we care? And, 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 and right. again, I think Adam Page is one of the best guys in AEW. Like it's, it's, it's a weird spot to find him in because he went through the world title Illuminator. He lost to Omega. Omega clearly went on to that. And we have what that is and all of how it's unfolded and will continue to unfold. You had Adam Page and the Dark Order, which seemed to wrap up, but now they're out in his corner.
1: Do you think uh Do you think Page is gonna be the new exalted one?
0: I mean, I could see it happening. I don't know that I would ever go that route personally. I think I, that I wouldn't like call
1: him that. I certainly wouldn't call him that.
0: Sure. So yeah. So then. So forgive me for like I, yeah, because I went right there. I went like saying like you know, a, attaching the Brody Lee connection to that. Um. Yeah. I mean, and, and not that I want AEW to have more titles, but like I feel like they should introduce a six-man title in to to honor. To honor Brodie Lee, but but doing it now would be too much of a good thing. Like they, you know, give that to us between revolution, the dust settling on revolution, and double or nothing in May. Or, or or don't or don't at all. I'm not married to that idea, but that could that could be how Adam Page and the Dark Order come together. You know, and as much as I hoped that we'd get Adam Page, Kenny Omega by double or nothing. To, again much like we didn't think Bobby Lashley was challenging for the world title in in on March 1 uh I'm I you may have me coming back here being very surprised if if we get to Adam Page being in a spot to challenge Omega before before uh, all out
1: yeah I, I i agree i if you ask me right now who wants a double or nothing main event i i especially with the impact and and some new japan crossover um you know i mean obviously we had kenta for for two shows we have the good brothers who are impact but let's be honest they're going to show up in new japan at some point here um and that that was reported back when they signed with impact the part of why they signed with impact was they had the agreement in there that they could work some new japan dates so that's going to happen at some point um and depending on what the world is like as far as getting people back and forth from japan I mean, you could do something really cool at double or nothing too. I, you know, there's no doubt Kenny Omega wants a Kenny Omega Koto Ibushi match at some point. Um, AEW world champion versus IWGP world champion. Whether that is ever able to happen before, you know, by the time the pandemic would allow for that kind of travel back and forth, and whether the companies could come to some sort of an agreement on who do you have go over in that match, because neither company is going to want their guy to lose up i think that's clearly something omega wants but and, and don't get me wrong they'd have my the money i i would watch that in a heartbeat so as much as i'm saying meh, meh, uh no if you sign it cool but i just not sure it's ever going to happen um but that all being said i just yeah page is in a weird spot i think You know, the Dark Order, they had to pretty much turn him babyface, which they were kind of leaning in that direction even before, unfortunately, um, Brody Lee's passing. Uh, I I will be perfectly honest and tell you, I think Preston Vance has a real shot at winning not only his match next Wednesday. I fully expect him to beat Max Caster and go into the ladder match. I think he's got a real shot to win the thing. And I know I'm previewing our picks next week at least. We'll see how that all shakes out if they, it sounds like Tony Khan has, has said that there probably will be a surprise. The sixth person will be a surprise. Uh, that can Chris, be-
0: Chris Hero, Chris Hero, please.
1: Uh, you and I both, from your words, the God's ear or Tony's ear, um, absolutely. Um, and Hero, I don't, total aside here, uh, he's got a new podcast with Conrad Thompson on their ad-free show site. And I, I don't subscribe to ad-free shows because it's like 30 bucks a month to get their- their bonus shows and and other people like that. And that's just not something I'm going to invest in at this point. But I have read, you know, there have been some clips, um, quotes, I should say, not clips, that have have been posted, you know, as as they're advertising, I guess. And Hero has said that he's just kind of sitting back and waiting for the right interesting thing to come along when when things open back up and that sort of thing. So Hero has not gone away. So you and I can both keep hoping that Chris will show back up soon because we're both hero marks. There's no question. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm just incredibly selfish. I just want to see him back in the ring and I think he's incredible. I, I mean, he's got a great mind. You know, his 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 resume in in the ring is top notch. So, that's a it's a total selfish thing. What whatever company would would
1: bring him in whether he signs exclusively with somebody or or freelances, which I can see him doing more freelance, um, you know, they'll be smart. To bring him in for lots of reasons. Um, for, for AEW or Ring of Honor or somebody like that, for him to be in the locker room and a presence for the young guys, I think, you know, is amazing. And then you add in the matches he could have. Yeah, that, that sounds good to me. So let's hope for Hero. But I think Preston Vance has a real chance to win that because I think I think they're going to get behind him. Um, he clearly has talent. Um, he appears to be the person, and not that you should push somebody for this reason, but he appears to be the person who has connected most with negative 1 brody junior and uh, and his family so i think that's that's cool that he's you know kind of taken negative 1 under his wing it seems like outside of the ring as well uh, to be a big brother kind of figure for him uh, which i think is pretty cool as well so and i don't know Anytime people act like that outside of the ring, I'm a f i am ai become a fan of theirs inside of the ring. I want good people to have good things happen to them. And and Preston Vance seems to be that kind of a person, at least in this
0: I think he's from Michigan too, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Could be. I'm not sure.
0: He uh, was uh there was a there was a post on either his Twitter or some Instagram thing that he was part of where there's a guy named um uh, Karam, K-A-R-A-M, uh-huh. and he was in Evolve for a split second A A A W um, and they were working out together and know, and I know, um, Karam is in, he's a Michigan based guy. I've seen him on Indies here. So I don't, I don't know. I'm just making that potential connection.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, we can't all be perfect, so there's gotta be something wrong, but, um,
0: <sighs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, I had to take the shot while it was there, but we'll talk more in depth about revolution. I, revolution is a show I'm looking forward to. I have to be honest. I don't know right now whether I'll end up ordering that show or not. Um, Just, you know, between a financial thing and and things like that, 50 bucks is steep uh, for a pay-per-view. You and I have talked about that before.
0: uh, Yeah, and for me, it would be 60 plus taxes because I'd order it through our cable provider. The one benefit is I do have potentially, if my brother decides to jump on board, a shared cost. You know, I ordered uh, full gear in the fall and I paid for the whole thing. no problem. But I did say, hey, you know, if you're interested in this, I'd love to share the cost. And he, he was the one that we actually reached out to me, he goes, I, I gotta see that Omega Moxley match. So
1: Right now now at 30 bucks, hey, I'm probably in. Um so if there well, was a way to a, do that, here's the thing,
0: you fly, fly you fly over to Michigan and right. then it's and it's 20 per person, and we're even I, less.
1: Right. Then I only have to make twenty bucks to watch the pay per view. You know, it's it's total savings. Never mind the three hundred dollar flight. Well Hey, let's be honest. Flights are like 20 bucks right now because nobody's flying. So, um I,
0: I flew to I, fl- I flew to pay-per-view. Michigan and I watched the pay-per-view for less than I could have ordered it from my own home. <laughs>
1: right. Right. Cost me 40 bucks to do all that. It would have been 50 bucks for me to order it from VR Live. Um and I got to hang out with a friend. So, you know, that'd be awesome. Oh, but anyways, more on that show to come next week.
0: Yeah, lots of AEW talk next week. Again, I eight matches now. I I sense we're getting a ninth match based on a match that's announced at at for Dynamite next week. Um
1: which one is that? I'm just curious.
0: Yeah, FTR versus Jurassic Express in a in a straight up sing or a straight up tag. It's a six man with Tully and Marco, right. but I they need to give us those the main four.
1: So so here's a quick question and then we can wrap but um why do you think they did Cody and Red Velvet versus Shaq and Jade on a live dynamite next week instead of at the pay-per-view?
0: Shaq's got commitments for the All-Star game.
1: Okay, is the All-Star game that weekend? There it is. Yeah,
0: yeah, so yeah, so unfortunately like there was like a lot of like I'm sure it was always a go, but there was a lot of like dissent behind the scenes, or like public not comment about they shouldn't be doing an all star game. We're still in the middle of the pandemic. Even some of the NBA players were torn about that. Sorry, earbuds and mic went flying. Um, that's when you when you get uh, demonstrative. You, you get hand motions and you go crazy. Um, so yeah, so. I think that this was, I think the match was intended for the pay-per-view originally. Uh, And again, it was supposed to be tomorrow night, February the 28th, but there's a boxing match that, which is why they moved it to March 7th. So just a lot of scheduling competition. Um, And, and here's the weird part. I really am not interested in that match next Wednesday. I'm going to probably watch dynamite first and, and, and maybe live. Um, because of revolution, but I feel like it's more of an angle. It's going to be more of an angle. And, and here's the weird part about it. Like Jade Cargill, like put her in the women's division, but you've got this whole world title eliminator tournament where you're going to have, you know, someone that challenges Sheeta on Sunday. And, 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 but then whoever comes out of that is going to need an, a challenger. Jade Cargill, anyone? We'll see. Or maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's too soon for her.
1: It could be. But part of the question to me in that match is who takes the fall? Red Velvet. You think Red Velvet? You think Jade? Oh, 100%. And, and I think you're probably right. Although they've done a nice little job with her lately to, I mean, and they had to pivot quickly when Brandy, you know, when they realized that Brandy was pregnant. Obviously, this is going to be Cody and Brandy. Hey, life happens. Good for them. Good for Cody and Brandy much more important than some silly mixed tag match on a dynamite, of pay-per-view or anywhere else. Um, but uh, they've done a nice job of quickly making red velvet uh, important in that, in that story, whether that importance will carry forward post March 3rd will be interesting to see. I hope it does. She got a little fire in her. I, you know, I think there's something there, but uh, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. Well, that, I think, wraps everything we were going to talk about today. Tom, anything else you want to hit before we, uh, we wrap this thing up?
0: Yeah, no, good for now. Again, a lot of AEW next week. I think we're probably going to want to revisit NXT, too. I haven't yet watched all of NXT from this week, but I, I know one of the big things was Adam Cole giving us his reason for being a betrayer.
1: Yeah, and I haven't seen that piece of it yet either. Have you seen, on NXT, just real briefly before we wrap up, have you seen the first, I believe there's more than one, segment with Cameron Grimes and somebody with a basketball?
0: I saw the first, yes.
1: Okay, I think there's another one from something I've read, but I was laughing my head off. I thought that was pretty funny that he didn't know that it was, you know, he's supposed to kick the ball kind of thing. And as he's counting and getting more concerned at eight, nine, ten... yeah, I, I laughed too. So he's an idiot, loses money.
0: Yes, it, it, it does. It does give us that story continuing. Um, we're not. We're not. We're not. It doesn't appear that we're in a danger zone yet because he didn't seem to bat an eye about a thousand. But you know, these things keep happening. Um, what a missed opportunity too. I know he was watching it on a tablet and he was watching it on the network. I mean, I'm call me. Don't say WWE doesn't shill. Uh, or, or it doesn't take every opportunity to not shill because they could have had him shilling for Peacock right there and they didn't.
1: So. Right. I got to remember to watch this on Peacock in March. Or
0: <laughs> would not have been surprised. Oh, it man. would have been very cringeworthy, but I would not have been surprised. Or something, but,
1: um, I, I laugh though. Grimes makes me laugh. So, um And they did not, at that point anyways, have not played his song again. So Um, You didn't have to worry about that, and Raining Tacos, and thank you, Annette, for uh, posting the link to that for us. Uh, I did click it and listen to about 20 seconds of it, and uh, stopped at that point.
0: And stopped.
1: (laughs) And stopped. Decided I had other things to do with my life than listen to that song. Anyways, all right, everybody. Well, stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, It's actually warmer here in Nebraska than it has been in quite a while, so... Uh, weather-wise, get outside and enjoy it. If you can, we're actually hoping to even grill out this weekend. Uh, nice. It's supposed to be in the low 50s, which, hey, I mean, if I can get to the grill, we can grill. Uh, but our our back deck up until, I haven't looked at it today, but earlier in the week, it still had probably two and a half feet of snow on it. So um, yeah, I wasn't going to fight that much to get to the grill. So <laughs> hopefully we grill. Anyways, everybody stay safe, stay healthy. And uh, we'll be back next week with a look at AEW revolution and who knows other things too. And I got to say at one time, because we didn't say it at all in this whole show, retribution. Have a good day, everybody.